This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And today we're going to be doing a movie discussion review of sorts. Well, not of sorts. We're, we're actually doing this. This actually calls back to several different things. Um, if everyone does remember and has listened to all of our episodes, which if you have, um, you deserve a medal... <laughs> Episode 44, Top 10 Sci-Fi Slash Fantasy War Movies with Down the Hall Podcast. We mentioned a lot of movies. Probably 10 of them, to be exact. So it hit our number 5 spot for that list, which, as we pointed out in the discussion, that we really didn't do them in any particular order, except for, like, the top few. Right. So, but still... To make a top ten list, this movie definitely had an impact. Well, recently, our friend Movie Rob decided to do a review of this. Of course, he helped us with the the down the hall discussion with them as well. So, calling back to that, he actually did a review of this movie over again. And I'm sure you've read the title, but let's let's real quick say what movie we're going to be talking about today. Starship Troopers. And we are discussing the first one, though I'm sure Ellie will mention elements from the other ones that have come afterwards. But we are mainly discussing the first movie. Movie Rob did a review of it, which we will have the link down below in the description to his review of it, which kind of gave us the idea of, hey, maybe we should go back and review some of the movies we did we did the discussion on back then. Because these are movies that we, of course, love, and we've, we're done with Star Wars now, so... Moving on to other stuff, but it, it, was, it would have been a fun idea to go back to some of these. So seeing this kind of jump-started our opinion of it. And you know what? We're going to give you what his rating was, and then you can find out what ours was. Now, our rating scale and his might differ, but Ellie, what did he rate this movie? He rated it Oscar-worthy. Ellie, what do you think of that? Do you think that we're going <laughs> to hold that it to the same regard? Um, oh my goodness. I don't know if I'd give it an Oscar-worthy, but it is definitely a movie that I still can watch to this day, enjoy it, it puts a smile on my face, and it. I don't pay attention to that it's as old as, as it is. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get right into our discussion on Starship Troopers. Hey, are you a jock that likes comics? Are you a nerd that likes comics? Do you feel left out sometimes? Well, then we've got the show for you. I'm Imran. And I'm Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we host the Jock and Nerd podcast at jockandnerd.com. If you're looking for fun, entertaining, laugh-out-loud geek chat over all the latest Marvel DC shows and news, visit jockandnerd.com. Full spoiler podcast, lots of swearing. Uh, you're such a jock. You're such a nerd. Oh, come on. Shut up, nerd. Okay. And we're back. All right. So we, as, as we stated before, we, we decided to watch this. And I will say this right now. Out of the gate, if you, it, I, I could not remember when this movie came out. I knew it was sometime in the 90s, 
But right. I'm going to say this, and I might be wrong, might, might be an unpopular opinion. This movie aged, I think, pretty gracefully by comparison to its counterparts and some movies that came after it, if you ask me. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know if that's just that, that's just a me thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel because we haven't really discussed it since we watched it again recently. Um, yeah, I, obviously there are some, there are some parts that are a little dated, of course. Uh, but I, overall, I, I can see a movie like this being made today. I know there's talks of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can honestly say, I don't, I don't need one. I, I don't believe you need one either. Yeah. Um, this movie came out in 97. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, it's hard to believe, and I don't know exactly when in, in 97, but it's hard to believe that this movie is 20 years old. I, I, if, if I'd seen this movie and not known, like, the time frame, I would have said 10-ish years, probably. Yeah. Personally. I know it, it, it does look dated at times, but there's stuff in there that I'm like, wow, this was ahead of its time in certain regards, and the fact that it kind of was a it seems like if it was made now, it's like a C-rate movie or something you'd see maybe on like sci-fi or something like that. Or yes. something made, it, it would be about the same level as made-for-TV yeah. movie today. Right. And probably still have some better stuff in it. But Even though I have no problem with that. Because oh, you know no, I no. love you, my sci-fi movies and my love, sci-fi channel movies. <laughs> you love your cheesy movies. And yes. this one hits all the points for it. I will point out one thing, though, before we get any deeper into this discussion. I know there's a lot of, um, let's just say, political stuff in here and stuff like that that we could discuss and dive really deep into. But as you know on this podcast, we're more for the pop culture and fun of this. So the fact there is a lot of fascist stuff in there and a lot of um, critiques on that, we're going to kind of brief over that. Just just, just letting people know it's there. It's it's something you could discuss, but we're, oh yeah, I mean you definitely could it's, get. It's deep a satire. Into it. It, yes. it is one hundred percent a satire. It's it's made to make a mockery of the the existence that it is, and at the same time, I I will say this for a movie twenty years ago and everything, it's got a great cast of both male and female actors and people of multiple races also in mm-hmm. it too, which is well, something. and you have the social classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, everybody, uh, clearly when they, when they dive into the shower scene, when they're talking about why yes. they joined. Oh, there's a discussion during that scene? <laughs> it was a great scene. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting that, you know, you had to join the military if you wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you had Or you to, wanted to have kids. Yeah. Or it, you wanted a better chance at having kids. So I, I thought that was an interesting take of where it's kind of like they forced you to, you know, join the military if you wanted to better yourself. Or if you, I guess, wanted more rights. Yes. In, in that sense. And I guess that will end our political discussion on the attributes of this for the time being. But yeah, I, I like, like I said, this, this has a great cast with it. It's people who've gone on to do things. <laughs> <laughs> some better than others and well, i mean yeah. i'm not a big fan of doogie hauser i've never really watched it but i am a fan of neil patrick harris right so seeing him in this this is kind of the callback to the youngest version of him i can sort of 
recollect in in the sense of I know there's people who have seen of course Doogie Howser and all mm-hmm. that and they can call back to him as a kid. This is more where I kind of oh my gosh he's young this this is young young and young Doogie yeah young young Neil Patrick Harris. So it was really cool to see him as a younger character even though he's really not in the movie that much. To be honest, not yeah, right. I mean, by, by comparison to the other two leads, yeah. he's not in it that much. But what were what were some of your takeaways from our, I guess, first first impressions or, I guess, opening discussion? I was going to say first impressions. Uh, <laughs> it's been way too long for <laughs> yes. me to remember those. There were definitely parts that I didn't remember watching. Um, this is one of those movies to where. You can definitely watch some of it, and then you find yourself trailing off for a little bit, and then you watch it again. Um, Some of the scenes, like when they were on break at the one station where the fight broke out, Mm -hmm. and and just little parts like that. um, The camaraderie, and when he first joins, when they're in their, like, bunker area. Yeah, the barracks. Yeah, a lot of that stuff I I didn't remember, so it was kind of neat to watch it again. I forgot how long it took for them to actually get to the bug, fighting the bugs. I I honestly, for some reason, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, forgot that there was actual plot to this, that there was an you actual... You forgot there was a love story. I, I knew that there was two people that cared about each other and that yeah. loved each other. I just forgot that that was a central focus for as long as it was. I thought that that popped up that that was just kind of something that happened later. I completely just thought that it kind of jumped right into the fight. So that, that that was something that caught me off guard watching it again was was just the... And by the way, this does not move it anywhere on our rankings for whatever reason or wherever it landed for, like I said, in fifth place on our boards. I still think it holds fast there for us as still being a great war movie. Right. But I... I mean, the enemy of the... I guess we're going to get into the I guess the bugs and stuff like that. Cause I, 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 I want to get into the nitty-gritty fighting, even though I think <laughs> we saw a future of the XFL within this. Oh, my god! And also, something else that's really weird and kind of... I know this movie's supposed to take place, I think it's 2021-97, I think. I, I could 100% be wrong. I was looking up a few things, but I think it was 2197. And... They are using tablets or at least built-in structures to their desk like a, like a built-in computer to their desk. And it's kind of weird now that a lot of kids now would have just computers or tablets. So it was a weird foreshadowing, I guess, future, the future and stuff like that. And this movie did do a good job of like some future stuff that, I mean, I'm sure, even though it's satire came to be. Hologram stuff is in there. Um... Like I said, the computers and the desk were really cool to see. Right. So that it was, it was just something that, that was really weird to look back on it now and be like, huh, a lot of this stuff is stuff people are actually using now. So I guess we're a little ahead of the curve, if you say, on 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 technology now by comparison. But, right. but yeah, like, like I said, I thought that was cool. All right, so we've talked about, I guess, our good guys and our, our heroes that, that you want to root for. So what about the bugs? What, what about these disgusting bugs and, you know, these roaches and everything that we have that they have to go up against? Like, what do you think of them as, like, the... Because you kind of saw a variety in them. Like, you got the, the like, pincer 
things at the beginning, and then it kind of moved on to, you had the ones that could fly, and then the giant beetles. Right. And of course, the brain bug. Yeah, because the, the beetles had the, like, fire acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, they were. Which just tore right through you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can obviously tell, just like in, um, you know, it, just like military type thing, they had different divisions, mm-hmm. um, which hinted at of course the intelligent part of the intelligence part of it um i find the concept of a intelligent bug offensive (laughs) well it was it was funny with them putting that in the movie kind of trying to you know say that these aren't just bugs they're thinking yeah and breathing and um you know they're trying to survive as much as we are right and and so that I think they they were trying to humanize the bugs, and maybe we weren't always the good guys in a way. Um, we went, but I mean, obviously they were super smart because they made that trap for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was interesting. I think it's neat. I've I've always been a fan of the you know the big spider movies and the big ant movies. Those classic. Yeah. Big bug scenario type films um so that's why i had no problem with you know with this movie um and there's an anime too <laughs> i i was waiting to see how long it took for, to bring up a sequel or an anime one uh, well no no no. i wasn't talking about starship troopers there are those of course um but i think it's neat that um there's other things that i've seen that obviously were inspired by Starship Troopers. What's the deal with bugs in ant- bugs in movies and it being equals giant bugs in movies equals gory beyond reason? Because well, I mean, do you know what I'm thinking of right now? Uh, Transmor is it Transmorphers? That well, that's the anime. Terramorphers. I, I was referring to. No, I thought there was an actual anime for Starship Troopers too. There is, oh, but okay. I wasn't talking. Oh, about okay, that. okay, okay. I was saying there's other stuff that's been inspired. Yes. Buy um, this. I haven't really seen that much of it. All I know is it's gory beyond a reason. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. I, I want to watch more of it, but yeah, it's definitely. Um, if you have kids or are, um, <laughs> or are don't watch that one. It's or, terraformers, or, isn't it? Terra. It's terra. It's something. Something along those lines. It's it's one of those things that we have several devices that we can look up on the internet right now, and we are refusing to for some reason. As Ellie looks it up, the one scene that sticks out to me is I know that there's a part where one of the like it, they're like giant humanoid cockroaches. Well, yeah, because they I it I grabs think somebody's the... head, rips it off, and then uses the head with the spine still attached to like rip, like yes. swipe through people. It's terraformers. Okay, and what I've seen of it is amazing. Um, but it's more like it is, the humans have the abilities of the bugs too. It's kind of weird. It, but it's yeah. They basically go to I, we we are getting vague, really sidetracked for a second. But I can almost guarantee you that this anime had some inspiration from Starship Troopers. But yeah, it's it's pretty um pretty gory. Yes. Um. But yeah. They, and so a, is this movie. Yeah, and they're they're a. You were right, though. They're evolved humanoid cockroaches yep, who yep. live on Mars. Yep, yep. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. And the humans you. have to splice <laughs> themselves with different types of insect DNA to be able to that that are predators of cockroaches so that they can fight them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And maybe that's, we'll talk about it one day. And that's and that's <laughs> it for our anime corner this week that randomly got shoved in here. Well, it can't be just that. We will talk a little bit about the Starship Trooper anime. In the meantime, so <laughs> no, I, I thought the bugs were a great enemy. It mm-hmm. felt this movie, honestly. I know that there probably is a video game made, but why isn't there a video game made of this? Like, it seriously feels like this could have been easily a great video game. Yes, if the right person did it, most definitely. Because I, I cannot think of any number of games where there's been, like, a horde mode or something like that. Gear, I, I kind of got elements of Gears of War at times, which is, like, the onslaught of enemies coming at you. Well, there's the one where they were, like, on the ice planet. Oh, uh, Lost Planet. Yes, yes, Lost Planet. Planet. That one definitely had big bugs. But they had exosuits in that one, which the later incarnations of Starship Troopers, they have exosuits as well. Yes. But we are not talking about that one. We're we're, we're trying to stay focused on this one while aimlessly talking about everything that probably took inspiration from this. Well, I mean, and that's that's our our thing. We we like to talk about not just the movie, but, you know, other forms of it in the pop culture area that, you know. Or stuff that we think maybe took expiration, inspiration, inspiration (laughs) from this. Um, And and also with with Starship Troopers, um, I feel like it's part of our duty that if you liked this movie, you know, check out some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. That is in the same Vein. family. Yeah. Yes. But this this was um this was based off of a book too. It now was. I've never read the book, but did the okay? Here's a fun one. Did this come up in our? And I'm going back to like one through five episodes of Zingness. Movies that you didn't realize were based on books. I don't know if we talked about this one. I don't know either. Yeah. That would be something to where I mean if I went back and listened to the episode. Or if we had a listener who has listened to our older episodes and has a better memory than we do apparently. To let us know. <laughs> was that brought up? Because I feel like it should have been even though. I don't think it was though. I, I want to say it might have been like a when we were just listing. There was a point I think where we just listed off like five, five right. movie book combos. But yes, it is based on a book. I've never read the book. I've heard the book is a little bit more um, heavy-handed with a lot of the um, social commentary and stuff like that. Mm. From from what I've heard, I'm not 100% on that, so don't quote me. I definitely might check it out sometime. So the goriness in this. I know we brought it up earlier, but let's 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 dig into that for a second. Do you think the goriness was over the top, was just right, was comical at points, or what? Where did you land on it? Um, well, I'm a bad one to ask. I know you are. Because I don't mind gore. See, that's why I want you to answer first, so you're the monster. <laughs> oh, um, I don't think it was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree that there are some points that it was comical, definitely. Um, you know, that one part where the guy just kept shooting the bug and there was more and more green goo flying in his face. Um, you know, just silly, cheesy stuff like that. I thought it was great. I, I think that at one point when Rico got stabbed in the leg, um, 
I think they did that just so they could try to show off, hey, we're in the future and we can rebuild your muscles and, you know, he's in the tank. That's, yeah, you can apparently rebuild that, but if you lose an arm, that's completely <laughs> gone, as we saw several times. You lose an like, arm or a leg. Right, which I thought was was funny, but um, I, I feel like if they had the technology to completely repair, pretty, I mean, because his leg it, was it went, pretty It much, went straight through. Yeah, it was like, tore apart, yeah. and it got rebuilt. So I would think that if they could do that, that they could, you know, take some of your cells and replicate Re- them yeah. and, and make your, your But then legs. again, I mean, would you would you want that, or would you want a robot arm? I don't know. I, I think I'd want maybe one robot arm, but I definitely wouldn't want, like, the, the guy that was checking them in, when they first yeah, were joining, the, he, and he has one robot arm at like no legs and was missing the other arm, I think. No, was, I think he, he had. Both? I know he was missing both of his legs. Yes, he was missing both of his legs, one of his hands, because he made the comment of, you know, oh, you know, you know that that, that made me what I what I yeah what made, what was, what made me the man I am today, yes, and it exactly. was and and also okay, let's let's we said we were going to stay away from it, but let's go to the commentary on that. That there is this ever-present thing of the the the, the people boot, boots on ground are the ones that are going to die while the while everyone in the air just you know gives orders or does stuff like that but it also i think is a great thing because when he takes command at certain times he sees you know what decisions have to be made right During, the, the the character of rico of course right. has to you know see that you know sometimes you're you can't make the right decision that's going to get everyone you know, out alive. And then as we saw with um, Neil Patrick Harris's character, oh, yeah. he pointed out, oh, yeah, I send hundreds of people to death every day, but... Probably more like thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Not hundreds. But um, it's for... But, I mean, that's... The ends a, justify the means. Do they, though? Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the thing. And they also point out, of course, the bugs outnumber them, but... Right. But they've got the smarts. At least they think they do earlier in the movie. Right. So no, I, I I think that the gore in it was um I back ba- back to that real quick. I think the gore in it was um it showed kind of the side of war mm-hmm. that um I mean obviously in newer movies now you'd see a lot, but I thought it was at times almost over the top. So it kind of this this movie's a satire, so I feel you can sit there and take it seriously, and it's it works, and you can take it as sort of a very comical movie. Well, and I it feel- works for both. It, 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 it's it's a satire. It, it is obviously a satire. I feel like um, if you say satire one more time... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you love that word today. I, I get paid by the word Apparently, here. Apparently. <laughs> um, I don't get paid. <laughs> no, we do not. Um, Except for by our patrons. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes, but that's not getting paid. That's just helping out towards monthly expenses. Yes. Um, Donate today. As far as the, I feel like it was necessary though, mm-hmm. because I think they were just trying to um, hit you over the head with knowledge of like, that's what would happen to human flesh. Yeah. If exoskeletons and armored beetles, I mean, that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be just a, somebody flies across the room and dies. Like they would be torn apart. So, you know. <laughs> I that's why I'm okay with it. Um, obviously, it's not good for little children to watch it, um, but it's I'm okay with the the violence in it just because. And and it like you said too. I mean, it's 
it's kind of cheesy over the top in a lot of parts to where you don't really take it too seriously. I take the gore and save in Private Ryan more that's, seriously than yes, I do over this. Exactly. Well, that's more realistic. Yeah. Right. I mean, now, this is quote unquote. <laughs> now, one part that I did think was like ridiculous was when Rico messes up and authorizes the guy to take his helmet off. Okay. Was he wrong in that situation? Yes. I, Are I, you sure? I do think he was wrong. Time for another episode of Zing This Courtroom. All right. As we approve it in Spider-Man. Wait, we've never done that before. No, we did in Spider-Man. Zing This Courtroom? Yes. We we are we are putting the scene on trial right now, as we did with Spider Man, to where if he was apparently it's just with arachnid or bug movies that we do this. Where whether he murdered the um the guy who killed Uncle Ben. I just who? didn't think we said zing this courtroom. Oh well, the, well we didn't name it now. Now it's oh, named it's now a it's thing. A thing. Okay. Now it's a thing where we can have zing this courtroom. Okay. So go ahead. Alright. All right, so in that situation, you are claiming that the Rico is to blame 110% in that situation for the folly of the soldier. Yes. So removing the helmet was the cause, would have, if, if the helmet had been on, the soldier would have not died in that situation. The bullet would have not killed him. Yes. Evidence. He was shot straight through his eye. The helmet would have not protected him in that situation. But the helmet was screwed up and it was shifted downward. So it could have protected him. You can't say for sure. It could be a draw because you can't say for sure that it wasn't in to where it could have protected him. Is that your final statement for this? Yes. You are saying he is still guilty in that regard. He... The officer brought up a good point. He was not, um, there's nothing he could have done to fix that. I, I actually do, do really, really like that scene that he's like, are you trained or blah, blah, blah. No, well, sir, I am not. Then why did you think you could well, do that, And I'm like, that is good. No, it's true though. I mean, there was no reason for him to take the helmet off because he wouldn't have been able to fix it in the first place. So. Ready? Surprise evidence. The woman that turned around and actually fired the fatal shot would have never been having that argument with the two of them if the helmet had fit properly in the first place. Thereby and by, no matter what he did, I believe he was guilty in every shape, way, shape, and form because even though he was shot below where the helmet would have protected him, that discussion, and she would never have been turned around to have that discussion if he did not try to fix the helmet on the spot. So he is guilty in my sense, and deserve the punishment he was given. Well, he obviously also was distracted because he just got dumped by his girlfriend. So that probably led to... So that's your surprise evidence here. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's because, you know, right before that, he got the news that, you know, she was like, let's be friends forever. So Zingness Court is adjourned with a verdict of... Guilty. Yes, he was guilty. Guilty, but we both came to it at different angles, so. So after our 
hasty Zingness courtroom, which I'm sure will probably appear somewhere else on this show. I think that will appear when we discuss Nick Cage acting on whether it was awesome or really awesome. <laughs> oh, not everybody will agree with that, though. So there, There's only two categories you can choose from. <laughs> Moving on from that, so... Real quick before we get back into this, since we kind of took a whimsical turn, you know who one of the people was possibly going to be cast for Rico? This is just something I ran across. Marky Mark. Yep. Mark Wahlberg. And I cannot imagine... I I don't think I can imagine this movie with him, because the only problem is I envision nowadays Mark Wahlberg doing the role. And I just can't see it. Well, I mean, he would have been... Too old. To I, I, like I said, the, the only problem is I'm envisioning nowadays. I can't envision the 90s version of Mark Wahlberg. No. I at think, all anymore. I think this Rico was definitely better. All right. Um, so you mentioned the. I, I'm sure you're. You being a lady, you want to talk about the romantic parts of this? No. I think it's pointless. Really? No. It wasn't, it wasn't needed in this movie. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, you just want to talk about the scene with him and Dizzy. Okay. I was going to say, I, <laughs> by the way, I'm just making fun of Ellie with the woman thing. She knows it's all in good fun. Yes. So, there's that. But, yes, there is a lot of, I mean, aside from the obligatory violence, there's a lot of random nudity in this earlier in the shower scene. And it's presented as just that's just something they're used to. That's yeah, just it's they're, it's they're chill it's, with it. It's it's that's kind of the culture I guess they're brought up in. Is it's I guess that's just normal for them, or or maybe that's the military culture for that. But yes, there is the random um, bedtime scene. I guess let's let's put it because <laughs> you don't nothing. I, I don't think anything really happens. It, that we see it something starts to happen then of course it cuts away right but I, I guess she i guess she got hers in the end yes so that it, once again well, that was thanks to the captain yes um uh i feel going like at the love story part does the it love story i feel like was pointless just because of the fact that it was uh <sighs> It was so situational for me because it's like, there's Rico and Carmen. Oh, they're the perfect couple. And there's Dizzy, who obviously is... Always... Always kind of waiting and trying to to get at that Rico. I mean, and then, you know, then they go off to war and then... She turn uh, Carmen turns in Rico for her upgraded pilot guy that was a stalker and like was looking for her, which is really were they ever really like an actual couple couple? Yeah, I think they were. I, they I was never okay. There was more of an emphasis on Dizzy and Rico than I think on Xander and her. Well, because. Rico's kind of the character we're following more of the movie. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to... Nobody cares about... The the only thing you're caring about is the fact that, you know, Rico got screwed because he wasn't as exciting and and exotic as this this pilot that who can share their dreams together of, of going 
galaxies and all this. And then when he dies, she's like, oh, there's Rico again. Oh, too bad about Dizzy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's so just. Or who's to say Neil Patrick Harris wasn't messing with their heads the entire movie? <laughs> well, he's the reason that Rico got to save Carmen. was because he put that thought in his head of where to go. I don't know. I just, I feel like they put too much, even though it wasn't that much time into it, they put even more than I think too much time into that love story. It was just kind of silly. So you wanted to see more bug killing. Yes. All right. More more killing of the bugs. So Ellie's vote for this movie was more bug killing, less romance. Or less romantic subplot that went nowhere. Maybe a romantic bug? I don't know. Maybe there should have been a bug romance story. So what you're saying is instead of doing a remake of this, we need a <laughs> a side B of this to see the bug side of this whole thing. And yeah. there was a star-crossed love story between... That's true. Maybe there were these bugs that they were killing that were kids of other bugs. I mean, tearing families apart. Bug families. You've gone down a rabbit hole I don't want to follow. <laughs> I'm just Change saying. the subject quickly. So, speaking of terrible ideas. Okay. Yes, um, I love this segue. <laughs> there was a Starshippers true. Starshippers troopers. <laughs> Star Starship Troopers two and three. Oh my. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. So I didn't watch them. I I've not seen. Sorry, we're, I'm looking at the... Po- okay, it looks like the same thing. More of the same, but yes. probably not as good. Yes. Um, if anyone has seen these, let us know. Um, maybe one day I'll watch them. Maybe I mean, one day I won't. Number three was direct-to-video, so that one didn't even get any theater time, so... Just Ooh. saying. And then there was also... Two animated movies, yep. Starship Troopers Invasion and Starship Troopers Traitors of Mars. Traitors of Mars actually is last year. Interesting. And it does have um, Rico yeah. in it as well. Well, Rico, so the Traitor of Mars, Rico and Dizzy, the actual actors from the movies, voice it. Did it now that they voice their same characters over again? Yes. Okay, I sorry. I'm I'm reading how she appears. Do you want to spoil it real quick for people? No. Okay. No, no, don't spoil how how she comes back. No, we don't need to spoil that. All right. Well, watch that movie apparently, and that one is the Traitors of Mars. And then there's also this one as well. This Roughneck Chronicle. I mean, Roughnecks uh, Starship Troopers Chronicles: The Complete Campaign. Um, there were several of those. Actually, those were on, um, I don't know if they still are, but those were actually on Netflix for a long time. The The whole series was on Netflix. Um, so this, I, this I within seen, itself yeah, spawned a lot of stuff. Right. I, I've seen, I've seen some of those. They're, they're okay. The animation is definitely different. Um, some people... I don't think would like it. Okay. It's okay. I I think the animated movies are easier to watch than the Roughneck series. 
um, j just as far as the a the animation style. Um, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the characters are actually in that as well. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of them re uh -huh. recurring. Yep. So it, it's kind of cool. I mean, if you, if you like the original movie, you want to know more about what they did, um, you know, and, and that sort of thing. They do go into more details about the different types of bugs. Mm -hmm. um, they have different war campaigns that they go into detail about. So it's kind of neat if you want more. More, I guess. And there's comic book series, too. Yeah, and of course, Dark there's horse. of course there's the the book that this is all based on too that we had mentioned earlier. Right. Overall, though, do I personally care about any of that stuff? I don't think, unless I'm that bored, I will ever watch anything beyond this movie. I feel <laughs> this movie did a perfect job, even though it, like other movies of the '90s and of that time, kind of left it open for a sequel. But I don't think it needed one. I think it did a good enough job. Um, I also, this is something we haven't pointed out, but we've kind of referenced vaguely the propaganda little news clip things that were inserted in there. I thought that was a great way of getting exposition out there instead of just having somebody stare at the screen and explain stuff. I thought that it right. was a good way to explain plot points and, you know, what was going on without taking away from anything in the movie, which that I... It, once again, made it cheesy and more fun than serious, I think. <laughs> I I loved some of those. The censored things where yes, the censor bar popped they up. They were so funny. It's just like the one where they were killing the bug and you could see guts and, and blood. Oh, no, you mean, they, you mean when they were killing the cow? Yes, when the bug was killing the cow and just stuff was flying everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, what, what was the point in censoring that? Like, it didn't really cover... <laughs> Anything. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. The, but the, the little infomercial type things that they ran mm -hmm. were really funny. Yes. I I thought that... And, and it kind of it was like... You know how what we enjoyed um, the Captain America little, like, clips that they showed at the school's? Oh, for the Spider-Man. Yeah, it it it's Spider like Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, it's the same kind. It yeah. just it was just so funny. It was well done. I loved those parts. And once again, since we have not seen the other movies, I don't know if those make a reappearance. I kind of feel like they don't, though. I think that's just something that exists within those for us. Um. So I guess do we got anything else before we wrap up with this? Um. No, I, I just go watch it if you've never seen it. It's, it's on, a classic. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's that's that, that's our review score. We got to give it or our review. I guess what we're gonna review it as. So as we mentioned earlier, movie Rob rated this as a Oscar worthy movie. Ellie, as for Zingness, since we don't really have a rating system, so we can just say whatever we want at this point. Would you how? Where would you place this on the pantheon of movies? A must-own. But not watch. Well, I mean, I would hope if you own it, you watched it. As I look at several movies we own that I've not gotten to watch yet. Well, yes. So, a must-own as well as watch. Okay. Yearly <laughs> watch. Yes or no? 
Would it, would it be something that, that you would say if there was like a national bug day or something? Watch it for that. I don't know. I really like the movie. So it's kind of hard for me to give it a... We don't have our own rating system. No, like we just said. make it... We make it up as we go for each movie. Yeah. And of course, we could give it the Zingy Award, but... I we? would say... It would definitely be a highly recommended if somebody was saying, you know, I'm looking for a, a cool sci-fi bug movie. It would be probably the first one I would think of on my list. All right. To, to mention, yes. Right. But, but definitely, I don't know if I have to watch it annually. All right. Um, but I, I definitely love the movie and i could definitely see watching it every couple of years just going oh man i haven't seen that in a while let's watch that all right my turn i guess well i don't see anybody else in the room oh okay all <laughs> right um i would like to say i think i speak for both of us when i say it still holds its position as definitely would be in my opinion if you are doing sci-fi war movies Yes. Or sci-fi high fantasy like we did. It definitely deserves a place on anyone's list. Um, a yearly watch, I would say this movie does better as a maybe once every three years. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that I feel returning to it after a while is great because I feel like if I were to watch this several times in a row, I don't think the... Remember how I said it aged well? I don't think I would the have that same... The nostalgia of it. I, I don't think I would have that same opinion. I yeah. think I would start to really... It's not as special. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like this is a great movie to pop in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say that if you do watch this movie annually, it's a bad thing. It's oh, just no. that's your opinion yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, as for the Oscar-worthy comment, I will agree that stuff like um, special effects, uh, makeup... Um, practical effects just anything like that i'm back in the day shocked oh wait hold on it did get it got nominated it got yes. no okay it did get nominated for okay best vi best effects visual mm -hmm. effects okay good it got nominated it should have won though in my opinion sorry i'm seeing if i can look up what won that year because now i want to know mm. what what beat out um but yes for like um I guess. Oh God! Titanic was that year, so yeah. any movie was screwed. <laughs> yep. See, best effects, visual effects, Titanic. Oh, but look who else was nominated: Jurassic Park, The look Lost who... World. <laughs> no, that's the good one. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not Jurassic Park three. <laughs> that's right. Phew. All right. So for that year, you had best effects, visual effects category. You had. Titanic, Starship Troopers, and Jurassic Park, The Lost World, or The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah, nothing was being Titanic that year. No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Titanic pretty much took everything. So, um, as for if it could have gone for, oh, best makeup, oh, why didn't it get? But but Men in Black won best makeup, so there you go. Apparently, There's best makeup had to go to something killing bugs. <laughs> Alien bugs. So I, I will say that that it I don't I don't know if we said get snubbed or something. I mean we're we are no, by the way, Academy Awards experts no. at any means. And no. I mean if you ever listen to our zingings or hear us talk about movies in general, we are If you knew some of the movies I enjoy, 
Yes. Then definitely no. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they are awards that is are highly acclaimed and everything, and I do think that, yes, this did probably deserve something, but it came out in the worst year possible. I know. To win something. Way to go, guys. You couldn't have waited one year. <laughs> or put it out the year earlier, or just something, or just maybe exclude Titanic from the awards and just give an... Here's all the awards for Titanic, and here's the second place prize, which are the actual awards that we right. give to everyone else. Right. Just give Titanic an award for every category, and here's the runner-up. Yeah, here's the awards that go to the runner-up, because, I mean, it's Titanic. <laughs> all right, well, now on that nostalgia trip back down memory lane of what was 1997's Academy Awards, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think that the, the statement of Oscar-worthy is definitely there in both um, humorous and serious kind of taking of that because I do think that it, it did it was I think by comparison to some of its counterparts maybe I mean Lost World's aged well but I mean that's Jurassic Park Men in Black probably shows its eight I I I've not watched that I haven't watched that one in a while yeah. either so maybe that's one we need to watch again and see how well that has aged over time but. Yeah, I mean, it. in the end... Oh, Hercules came out that year, too. Wow, I need to stop looking at this. All right. Um. So, in the end, thumbs up from both of us, I guess, as we give, like, five different ratings for this movie. With that, we're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, of course, this has been Zingness, and apparently, if you have not seen Starship Troopers this year, maybe go watch it if you haven't seen it in a few years. You might be surprised. By something in it. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Welcome back to Zingness. Um, just want to give another quick shout out to Movie Rob. You inspired us. Thank you. I mean, it, I don't know. This, this this is like a merry-go-round of we inspired him, he inspired us with this one. We're just going to keep, I think, bouncing it back and forth. Which, once again, he did a review of the Animated Transformers movie. And, and said it holds up. Anyways, we will have links to his, of course, review and to his um, his site and everything. So definitely check him out. Not the music. <sighs> of course, check out Down in the Hall, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. They they helped us out on that one, and we I I I I, I was very, I thought it was very cool to go back and kind of take a look at an earlier episode of Oz, but also a movie that I'm sure was definitely in need of us to discuss. I thought this was a fun discussion, a fun retrospective on that movie. So with that, um, for the week, we're going to wrap up, of course, with our normal Zygnus ways of... You can, of course, find us on darkmyths.org along with some other dark podcast. <laughs> you can also find me every week discussing a different type of starship... With troopers, troopers? In, with troopers in them. <laughs> yes, of course, you can find me on Knights of Vader every week discussing Star Wars stuff. 
Um, you can find us, of course, on Podbean, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And what do you do if you find us on Apple Podcasts, Ellie? Or if there's a way to review us on any of the other podcast catchers that we're on. The maximum review. Yes, five stars. Let let, let people know. Let people know how, how much fun we are when we discuss, obscure, well, I guess not obscure 90s movies, but 90s movies. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at ZingThis. You can also find us on Facebook and tweet us or message us. Did you see this movie? Have you seen this movie in a while? Do you think it holds up? And do you think that our courtroom thing, did we make the right judgment? We did. We we did, but but we, we, we of course, will take um, rebuttals and, and other comments back at us. Uh, as we said earlier, you can find us on Patreon.com slash Zing this. And there will be some extra content coming out for the $1 level later on this week, as well as another discussion from me and Ellie later this month for the $5 and up level. Um, You can, of course, email us directly at zingthis at gmail.com. Check out some t-shirts with our logos on them, and that is, of course, at tpublic.com slash zingthis. Or not not just t-shirts. There's tons of different stuff you can buy with our logo on it. Like stickers. You can record our sound guy, of course, is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. With modifications by Toby from The Secret Transmission. Finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out.